Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, we want to welcome you all back to our next episode of the Life Success Legacy Podcast. I've got a couple of yahoos here with me. Michael Crawford over there in the mustard. Is that a sweatshirt? <laughs> yeah, sweater? I like I mustard. It's, that, a, it's, a, it's a very fancy color on me. It yeah. is. <laughs> and uh, Mike Everett sporting the, the Jayhawks. They're going for a repeat national Come championship. On. We hope. Yeah, well, they're going to have to play more than four oh, minutes of good basketball. Goodness <laughs> gracious. What an ugly I was game. at that game last night, or two nights oh, ago. Nice, nice. No kidding. Oh, that's, that's what we Midwestern, get out. that's what we do for fun here in the mid, Midwest during the winter times is watch a little <laughs> yeah. basketball. That's it. So I'm Chris Bay, and thanks for joining us. Um, today, this is more of a timely topic, I would say. Um, as we are looking ahead, every February, there are people from all over, I'm trying to think how many countries, and it's I don't know say, if we stretch beyond continents, but I know we have several countries in North America that attend, and that is the Nelson Nash Institute Think Tank. And so today, what we want to do is kind of unpack what that think tank is and answer some questions. What is it? Um, when is it? Who is able to attend? If you attend, what happens there? Maybe some <laughs> of our um, our personal experiences or things that we most appreciate or we remember from think tanks past. Um, and then Mike Everett's going to be a presenter again at the think tank and and maybe he can uh, share with us some some uh pieces some bullets of what he's going to speak on when he's there so you guys ready to dive in let's go let's go so i remember my first think tank was in 2012 i believe wow and i was still a school principal at the time and mike everett extended the offer to join him at the think tank. I was not even licensed as a insurance sales person at that time, I don't believe. And I just, I'm a learner. So I was like, oh, that'd be a great opportunity to go and learn and listen and, you know, hear Nelson Nash. I had met Nelson before, but, mm -hmm. you know, to go and, and do that. So that was my first think tank. Um, and it's almost always in February, right, Mike? I'm telling you, either the second or the third week in February, every single year. Yeah. And that that's because David is military and he's got his routines, right? Oh my. <laughs> let's not let's not go there. <laughs> we love David. He's awesome. And Great I, guy. I but we because we love him, we can poke fun at him. And yeah, trust me, Everett, he pokes fun at us too. <clears throat> yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so Mike Crawford, do you remember when your first think tank was? I, I, since you said what date yours was, I've been trying to think. Uh, so I joined the team in 2015. I did not go that year because it was after the Think Tank when I joined. 2016, mm -hmm. I did not go. I'm thinking my first year was either 2017 or 2018. I think we, it was 2017. <clears throat> yeah, and I think we went that year and then the next year. But I, then, then I can't remember if I've been to two or three. I think I've been to two. Maybe uh, I'm going to say three. I think three. Because yeah, because I think the, 
the year that you went, I yeah. think that it was Chris and I, you, and I believe Chris Garretts went. Chris Garretts was there, yes. Was that Shelley there? That year. That's right. That's right. And then the next year, we all went. And Shelly and Todd came that year. That's okay. right. Yeah, because that was Todd's first time. And he's not a part of the core team. He's Shelly's husband. but uh, And a client. And a client, of course. But yeah, yeah like right. he, uh, he joined us that uh, that time, and I think he really enjoyed it as well. Mm-hmm. Mike Everett, but when was your first think tank? This will be my 18th. 18th think tank yeah so (laughs) i'll give you a little backstory i remember we used to do these in uh like holiday inn expresses we literally we we would we would take their little conference room that would hold like 40 and we would put 40 people i remember my very first one i think that we had 41 people there and there were spouses there, there was uh, just, there was, and they didn't have the Nelson Nash Institute at the time, it was just IBC guys who were wanting to learn from Nelson because it was all about learning. Here, hold on, hold on. This book right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was only literally 40 to 50 of us in the country that actually did these. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it kind of progressed because we all had decided that once a year was not enough getting together because it seemed like a little family. Yeah. Right? And uh, so we would have one in in the late summer, early fall somewhere else. We we had it one year in Dallas. We had it one year in Scottsdale. We had it one year in uh, up in Oregon. Uh, so we've had it in, in, in a number of different places other than just Birmingham. But once again, the whole focus was for us to get together and share ideas and thoughts and how we could grow as teachers and educators of the infinite banking concept. And it was held in Birmingham, has been for years, because that's Nelson's home. And especially as he aged, you know, got on in years, Mm -hmm. uh, it made it easier for him. Travel became more difficult. Travel was very difficult. Yeah. So, so that kind of gives the backstory of what the think tank is. It's really IBC practitioners coming together and sharing ideas and sharpening, you know, the, the knives, the blades, um, getting better and better from each other. Yep. Um, now when you, let's talk about who can attend the think tank. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause that has actually shifted over the years. Um, there's been some changes here and there over the years. <laughs> Mike, just just for our listeners, um, tell them a little bit about who who is able to attend. Well, at this particular juncture, it is it is literally uh, Nelson Nash Institute practitioners, people who are in the process of becoming practitioners. Mm -hmm. We can ask clients and we can ask office staff and associates that are not quite ready to embark on the Nelson Nash Institute practitioner and, and family members as well because they family would fall members. under the category of client. yeah hey yeah yeah well, <laughs> yeah so you know it's it's changed a lot over the years we used to have a come one come all mm-hmm. you know <laughs> I'm not kidding you yeah. so I remember our little 40 to 50 
grew to like 400 in about a, in in about a five-year period, but it was just all kinds of people who wanted to know what's this big flurry of information that seems to be brand new on the, on the scene. Right. About the infinite banking concept. And, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. uh, It seemed a little overkill, so to speak, because you would have a lot of people out there who, who wanted to do this, but wanted to do it in their own way. And I'm going to be careful there because Mm -hmm. as you know, and as many, many of the people that are our clients know, we, we stick to the purity of what Nelson Nash taught in his book. Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 I'm hesitant (laughs) to, to go beyond that because we want to make sure that we as an organization are doing things the right, the proper, the pure way of in of the way in which Nelson actually taught me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, let me tell you, we don't go right, we don't go left. <laughs> we we stay on the dotted line. We stay within the rails of what IBC and the Nelson Nash Institute is teaching. Well, and I think like. <clears throat> I haven't been around long enough to have experienced all the things you just talked about, Mike, you know, when it comes to like, it was one come one, come all. And, you know, kind of ballooned into a little bit of an out of control. And I think those are growing pains that any organization experiences, right. Where you kind of got to go through some of that in order to learn, like what's the best practice for our group. And, and I believe probably to some extent as Nelson aged a little bit more and we started to realize the value, like, not that we didn't realize his value, and I, uh, but, but but I think like when you start to see the end of of the of the line, you you kind of start to realize the the value of what you have in front of you, and so making it a little bit more intimate almost mm-hmm. is like it it probably felt to those organizing and those who are you know have been part of the NNI for a long time like yourself, like it probably felt like better. It felt real. It felt like not just like a a, a parade of Nelson. It was literally all the people who really wanted to learn and, and, and absorb from him while he was with us, it was those people gathering to learn. And that became a much more advantageous like um, event for everybody involved. It really did. I, I would agree 100% with that. Mm. Yeah, it's almost like they created a filter um, to narrow it down. It got a little broad. Yeah. And yeah. Then some of that broadness was now going out and getting taught in ways that Nelson Nash was was not teaching right and so they kind of reined <laughs> that in a little bit right um and and so what was being taught in the think tank what we were sharing the people who were there i think purity purist yeah um is a good way to say it. now even within that there are some <laughs> variations and things that you'll find absolutely but but the effort the intent is to make it pure when you guys think back on different boot camps that you've attended what are couple questions and, and feel free to 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 go wherever you want with this but one are there certain memories or ideas or thoughts that you've walked away with you're like wow that was really cool um and and then secondly are there certain parts of the think tank and and related activities that you especially enjoy and, and i'll just say from the beginning and i can chime in more 
I love the the all group presentations, even the breakout presentations mm-hmm. that they've done over the years. Mm-hmm. I love those because I'm a learner, but they're not even my favorite part uh-uh. of the think tank, <laughs> right? They're no, not they're even not. my favorite part. So for you guys, are there, there pieces that come to mind that you'd share with our listeners? Jump in, MC. Yeah, you know, I, I think that first year I was a little bit like a deer in headlights, just trying to absorb everything there were so many people that i'd heard about or that we'd talked to on the phone or you know just the fact that we got to i for my first time actually got to meet nelson in person and all those things you know um i think for me the overall experience of that first year was just incredible but i will say that the the breakout sessions for me that first year helped because i felt like i was a little bit all over the place um, during the bigger sessions where my brain was just having a hard time focusing, but the breakout sessions were at that year, that year specifically, I remember were very, uh, direct and short. And, Mm -hmm. um, for me, I learned a lot from, you know, listening to, um, you know, Bob Murphy, uh, talk. Mm -hmm. I listened to, uh, um, the truth concepts folks, um, go through everything. And Uh, I, I really felt like it was, it was really fun to learn from a bunch of people. I came from industries that you didn't really share trade secrets. If that makes sense, like you didn't, you didn't talk about what was your secret sauce. And yeah, and 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 I'm not saying that everybody was just giving away their info. I'm just saying that like it felt like there was a lot of give and take from that event where you felt comfortable just being like, yeah, this is how we this is how we do things, and this is you know this is how we've you know helped our clients and this that or the other. And it that that to me was. A, a change of pace that I'd never experienced. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in, in all of the years that I've gone, you know, obviously, you know, while Nelson was alive, he was like a, a celebrity. Yeah. We, he would, he would literally not be at the thing, but he would come in after the thing had started and you could just see it, it was like Elvis. And, <laughs> You know, you people would gravitate. They would they would magnetically be drawn to him. And because mm-hmm. I had so much access to him throughout the year, yeah, you know, I kind of stood back a little bit. And that was not a uh, that was not something that was important to me that I just kind of, uh, you know, you know, gravitate towards that whole thing. But yet there was a bunch of people that never got to see him, never got to talk to him. Mm-hmm. So it was really neat to see how these people, you know, I, I, I hate the word idolized, but idolized Nelson for the book that he'd written, his demeanor, his straightforwardness, his candidness about many subjects. Right. But, education uh, is wisdom. Uh, yeah, that yeah, the wisdom that he had. But I'll mm-hmm. just tell you, my favorite part of the entire think tank was the Tuesday night before we started. Yeah, we would get together with sometimes fifteen to twenty to thirty people, where we would just have an evening of fellowship. Uh, we would have food and we would literally share those trade secrets that, that, that MC was talking about, because, you know, um, I I say this all the time that infinite banking is a gift to us. It has changed 
our team. It has changed our families and it's changed future generations. But now we're we're responsible for that gift. And biblically, what are we supposed to do with our gifts? We're supposed to share them. Share them. It's a yeah. it's a simple, simple thought process and it's biblical. And I believe that if you share those gifts, it comes back to you in many different ways. Right. Which is another another reinforcement to that whole concept and really put words to how we wanted to operate as an organization is right. in The Go-Giver by Bob Berg. Oh. Um, so if you have, for, for those that are out there and you haven't heard us mention this book, if you want to know kind of the, the basis, I mean, yes, biblically, and then also this book, Go-Giver, <laughs> quick little um, business parable and really talks about, about giving and sharing and, and those kinds yep. of things. So, yeah, um, I agree, Mike, that, that, that first night when everybody kind of comes in and we get together oh, and share those ideas um, and continue those relationships and laugh and, and such, that's, that's yep. a highlight for me. I remember um, Russ would always come pick us up at the hotel with his suburban <laughs> and he Russ has got I don't know how many kids he's got but man he's like having to throw kid seats in the back and there's Cheerios all over and oh. I don't want people to think like this is some kind of highfalutin gathering right no no some it's people would probably like it to, to show up that way it's not that way oh my <laughs> these, gosh yeah, the, these the are limo. just real people Oh, the yeah. limo was Russ's uh, suburban. I mean, it was a wreck. He had toys and all kinds of stuff spread out all over. It was a riot. That is funny. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh. I also enjoy um, in between, and I've been known sometimes to miss the main speakers. Yeah. Because yep. you get on conversations with an individual or an old friend. I remember mm. our friend, Winnie Lau, I met her in 2012 yep. at the Think Tank. She's from Canada. There's a whole group that come down from Canada, all over Canada. And, um, and there are times when I would completely miss mm -hmm. a speaker because the conversation I'm in is so on point, so specific to what we're facing yep. or questions that we have. Yeah. Or I'm sharing with somebody else what we've found successful and they're wanting that information. That's a real value as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think for me, one of the things that I was blown away by, especially that first year and even the other couple of years I've been, was specifically related to how people reacted to our team and our dynamic. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people find our team very unique because we're small like there's now five of us but there really just been four of us for yeah you know, quite a while uh yeah. with uh, three of us plus Shelly four of us and uh my first year there a it felt like Everett was a little bit of a celebrity because he's been around for so long so that was kind of fun to <laughs> this see. means he's old yeah yeah it kind of was fun <laughs> to see everybody like oh you work with Mike Everett you know or you know kind of <laughs> get that 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 sort of vibe that the person you're with actually we already knew Chris and I already knew that we were pretty fortunate to have the ability to work with Everett, but because Mike told that, us so what yeah. <laughs> the luster, the luster is the, the luster's fallen off. Let me just tell you familiarity breeds disrespect, right? Oh, I'll tell you what, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think like, um, what I enjoyed a lot really was, uh, I, I hadn't met a lot of other folks outside of our circle right? Mm -hmm. That were IBC folk. And so 
when you when you talk to somebody and 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 those clients of of ours who are listening who have tried to talk to your friends about it like in that struggle that you're experiencing trying to explain what it is you do mm, with your money mm, if you're uh, uh, practicing IBC right now that's how I felt leading up to the the event for the uh, Nelson Na- uh, Nelson Nash event was like I felt like every conversation I had was like starting from scratch but when I got there every conversation was already in third gear like yeah. because everybody was on the same wavelength getting to that point and so my conversations were so much more meaningful and like I I, I was able to like absorb uh, so many different ideas and and to go back to Chris and uh, you know you and Mike were, were talking about the event uh, with uh, Joey and them at their office mm-hmm. and that first year we learned um, we learned about some ways to to do podcasts oh. which we hadn't been doing really uh, we learned about uh, <clears throat> we learned Calendly. about Calendly yeah that was where we learned about pipe drive pipe drive right yeah. uh, I uh, there were some other tools that a few other folks were presenting, you know, just like sharing, I wouldn't say presenting, but sharing with the teams. And I say that plural because there were just groups from all over the country, all over North America yeah. and that little office eating wonderful food and enjoying fellowship with one another, but also like sharing these ideas and like just everything was bouncing off the wall sort of, you know, organically. And it was really, really, really cool. Like it was, Actually, it was really hard to explain to my wife when I was telling her. She's like, well, what did you do? And I was like, I don't know how to tell you what we did because you don't understand. <laughs> so for the listeners that are that are checking us out, mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to tell you, the guy on the bottom with the Life, Success, and Legacy t-shirt oh, is that, a process. Yeah, that's me. I'm yeah. on the top on my screen. Oh, so he's a process guy and he eats up stuff like that. The other guy in the mustard sweatshirt is a computer guy. So when it comes to systems and learning those things, so without these two guys, I'm going to tell you, I don't get to look as good as I look. (laughs) Mike Mike Everett, do you have um, your organizational strategy sitting next to you there on your desk, that yellow pad? Yeah, yeah. That and that is Mike Everett's organizational strategy oh, right there. Oh, buddy, I tell you, <laughs> it's shoot from the hip. <laughs> so, um, Mike, you have presented at the think tank. Um, I don't even know how many times. Probably in the eight. range of eight. I was going to say seven eight or times eight. now. This yeah. will be the eighth. Yep. Um, and there's a common thread that I have observed on the times I've seen you and I've gotten to present with you um, one mm-hmm. time, which that was uh, just kind of as a side note, what people were asking. We took questions just like we do in think tanks. Yep. At the end, we're like, hey, what questions do you have? We're an open book. And one of the questions uh, that was asked was, how did the two of you work together? <laughs> and, and Everett said, so, I mean, just on point, and he said, well, we don't office together. <laughs> so you've had a common thread through all of your presentations, and it's going to continue through this presentation as well. It will. What would you say that that common thread has been? Well, the common thread is the 92-page book called Becoming Your Own Banker, written by R. Nelson Nash. Yeah. Um, so of, the, telling- of that book this year, what would you say are some of the key points that are rolling around in your head that you're hoping to highlight? And who is, do you have a specific audience that you're you're especially excited to speak to? 
Well, kind of the newbies and some of the greenhorns that are out there that are wondering how in the world they're going to make a living at this thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yet making a living for life success and legacy is about maybe third or fourth down on our on our list. Mm -hmm. It's really serving our fellow fellow man and, and getting them to understand that there is a different and better way mm -hmm. to handle their cash flow. Um, obviously, uh, page three is so powerful. It's really the intro page that that we always hit on in our webinar, that mm -hmm. it's really a 10 hour course of instruction. It's an education that should have been provided in the life insurance industry over the last 200 years. It's not about investments of any kind. Um, there's a number of different things that are going on that so many of the, the, the new people don't see clearly quite yet. And it literally took me two to three years for me to understand, but it takes some fortitude. It takes some time to study. It takes some failures in order to refine the way a presentation should come off to a client because it, one of the things that I say to all, and I said this to you guys, got to take your sales cap off and put a teacher's hat on. Mm -hmm. Because if you, if you even go in here, this is really, it's an education that we're providing for our clients. And yet now I have this, I guess eternal responsibility now because of the things that Nelson poured into me to educate others that are doing what we do. So it, it'll be, it, it'll literally come down to the purity of Nelson's book. We'll talk about policy design. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about Parkinson's law. We will talk about the mech line. <laughs> These are just things that I think that are important for agents so they don't get sucked in to other information or other so-called better, bigger ideas that are out there. And I just recently had a conversation with an agent that's been doing IBC for a number of years and he goes, but yet the market is changing and uh, things are changing. And I'm going, well, um, <laughs> nothing in Nelson's book is changing. It's always the same. And so why do we get taken in about this or that? And so um, it, it'll be, as you can only imagine, straightforward. There, there'll be some times where it'll seem a little aggressive because now, once again, the responsibility that I feel to teach others that are doing what we're doing, um, it, it, it's at a pretty high level. And mm -hmm. then one of the things that I absolutely want to share about is um, the life success and legacy process and the success that we have, that we have experienced and continue to experience and it's not and because like of that our clients experience success. Right. I, I'm I'm telling you, 
when when I tell people that our clients after whether they're whether they're just coming to the table or whether they've been clients for four or five years, they have access to any of us and all of us at any time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, within within reason, you know, that this is why the Calendly has been so important. They can actually schedule a time. Yeah. I've got a new young guy out of Oklahoma. Uh, I, I'm telling you what, he, he accesses my Calendly link anytime he wants. And it's awesome because you can feel the, in, the internal excitement that he's got. And mm-hmm. you both know that I love, <laughs> I love, uh, I love teaching this thing. I love sharing about it. I, I, I get just pretty jacked up, excited. Yeah. Fired up. Fired, Fired up. up's the word. <laughs> Fired up about IBC. Sorry, we, sorry. You bring that up and, and it's a couple of things are bouncing around in my head. And then I think it's probably about time for us to wrap this one up. Yeah. But um, I think one of the things that you gained from Nelson is a laser-like focus or a rudder on what's important and don't veer to the left or the right, but just staying mm-hmm true and um we as a team spent some time together yesterday in a quarterly meeting mm-hmm. uh, re- redefining as mike kwong has joined on just kind of let's just check in where are we those kinds of things who are we why do we do this is are there any changes we need to make and i shared a, a story um from the old uh lucy show lucille ball um and mm-hmm. and ricky for those who are old enough or have watched reruns of that and Ricky came home one day and he, um, Lucy was on her hands and knees in the living room. And he goes, Lucy in his accent, what, what are you doing? She said, well, I lost my earring and I'm, I'm looking for it. And he goes, oh, <laughs> were you in the living room when you lost it? And she goes, well, no, I was in the bedroom. He goes, well, why are you looking in the living room? And she said, well, because the light's better. <laughs> <laughs> and I think sometimes we get distracted by those lights. We do. Right. And I think one of the things that Nelson again had and and you have taken on, Mike, is that don't go don't get distracted by where the light's better in the moment. No, they focused on what is true and real. Yeah. Which goes back to Nelson's book. So any any parting thoughts or comments you guys want to make about the uh, NNI think tank for our listeners out there? Obviously, Mike, you said they've got to be a practitioner or in that process, they've got to be a client. Yeah. Um, so if we have listeners out there that are clients and and they would want to attend a think tank at some point, they would just need to let us know and we could work out those details and talk. That's right. That's right. Board at NNI. Um, so don't hesitate. If you'd like to attend a think tank sometimes, it's um, two days long, right? It's um, usually on a Wednesday, Thursday mm-hmm. every year. Yep. So we usually it just go happens to be the twenty second and twenty third. So we we fly in on the night of the twenty first, and I'm telling you what, I'm on a plane by six thirty that evening, getting home on Thursday because I don't like being away from this little home office for too long. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. MC, any final parting words? No, I think this has been great. I mean, yeah. Excited that Mike Kwong's going to get to go to his first one. So yeah. 
Yeah, that that's going to be fun for Mike to get down there, and you know he's going to eat it up. He's a learner and a thinker, and and he's he gonna he's going to be soaking it up big time, I'm sure. Yep. So, and with his book and and his presence that has started, I think there will be people that'll be wanting to talk with him as well. So yeah. it should be good. Well, to our listeners, um, wherever you take this in, thanks thanks for joining us. Give us a thumbs up, download, uh, comment. Uh, if you have questions, put them in in the comments. Um, we'll try and get to those as well. Um, this is going to release here pretty quick, right, MC? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so that would be on Friday. Yeah. We yeah. have a boot camp on uh, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday morning, 930 to 1230. For our listeners, you're always welcome to sign up for any of our learning events. We have webinars about every other Monday night, and then we yep. do boot camps about once a month. Uh, we'd love to, to have you join us for that. So thanks for joining us and we'll catch you next time.